In 2015, six years ago, there were still 2.1 million people using AOL's dial-up service. <laughs> that is incredible to me. Yesterday, we talked about how Gl Apollo Global Management was buying uh, Yahoo Finance, TechCrunch, uh, Yahoo Fantasy, and the uh, cash flow stream of AOL. So right now, according to uh, inside information that wants to be uh, anonymous, said that uh, there are low thousands of people still using the AOL dial-up service. Wow. That is incredible. Now, I know AOL has their, you know, technical support and their identity theft services, which, you know, according to this story, talks about, uh, you know, between 10 and $15 a month for that. And that is, you know, I mean, that alone is, what, $180 million in revenue each year if you've got over a million monthly customers. So that's pretty good. So Apollo, you know, global management will uh, have a little bit of cash flow to start off their purchase. But, uh, you know, they, they claim, well, we're not looking to sell anything off. Uh-huh. We'll see how that goes. But I was just, <laughs> I was just amazed that we still have people using AOL dial-up service. I mean, okay, I, I guess if that's what you want to use, good. I'm happy for you. But it doesn't seem like it would be to anyone's advantage to still have dial-up service. Hell, I didn't even know we had dial-up left. <laughs> Just, uh, I don't know, just amazing. If you actually have AOL's dial-up service and you're listening to this program, let me know, please. Just email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Welcome to Chew, and let me know why, why, what is the thought process behind still having a dial-up service when, like I said, I didn't even realize there was dial-up left <sighs> welcome welcome to chewing the fat so we've got another big divorce in the news bill gates and melinda his wife wow 27 years of marriage and i think they were together you know for a while before they married so they've been together for 30 years some of the stories I see say, you know, three decades. So, you know, they were, they, they're, they've been married for 27 years. And they posted yesterday, or at least Bill did, saying that after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. That was a statement from Bill himself. And he said that uh, we... Raised three incredible children, built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy and productive lives. We continue to share a belief in that mission and will continue our work together at the foundation. Uh-huh. But we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple 
in this next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. Wow, it's really sad. Now, the thing is, is that I'm sure they've been navigating this new life for quite some time. They just finally, uh, one of them finally came to the table and said, you know what, this is, uh, you know, I've met someone else that I want to spend more time with rather than, you know, catching up with them on the other side of the world when you're over there on the other side of the world. So they have three kids, 25, 21, and 18. So they waited for the kids to become adults because you you got to figure that this has been going on for quite some time. And um, one of the kids made a, uh, made a post on her Instagram account, Jennifer, the oldest child said that uh, it's been challenging and thanked loved ones for their support. Oh, okay. Now the news is, I don't know if they have a prenup. Probably not. That was, you know, they've been together for so long and I don't know, you know, what bill was worth 27 years ago, but I'm sure it wasn't $130 billion. Now, some stories claim that uh, Melinda is worth $70 billion on her own. Now, that's celebrity net worth. I don't know if that's, you know, you can't really, I'm sure that celebrity net worth believes they're true, but I don't know that that actually is true. I've seen stories on other celebrities from celebrity net worth that I know is not true, but you know, that's the way it goes. So, uh, Bill is, you know, listed at 130 billion and you know, Melinda will be, uh, added to the top richest women in the world, uh, soon once that divorce hits and she gets her cut, right? I mean, Mackenzie took her cut and she's worth over 50 billion now on her own. And McKenzie, I mean, Jeff is worth a little bit more than Bill these days. So, uh, we'll see how, where she goes to the list. I mean, the, uh, you know, 50, 50 billion is Mackenzie and she's at number three. So if Melinda gets, you know, 40 billion, from Bill, uh, that drops him down the list and it brings her up the list of the richest females. But, uh, wow, a couple of, I mean, you have, it's, it's, it's sad, I know, but they, I'm sure they've been list, living uh, separate lives for quite a while. And, you know, they show up with together for these events, for their, uh, for their foundation that they, uh, so proudly, like to talk about it. I mean, that's what their life is, right? Or at least that's what Bill's life is. Maybe that's part of the problem too. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's just sad and, uh, we'll see who shows up with the new face next to him. That's the person. That's the person who was the one that came to the table and said, yeah, uh, I love you. And I know, you know, you've been, we've been living uh, separate lives for many years now, but, uh, I got this one on my side now and I want to hang out with this one for, uh, for a while now. So, uh, we got to go. The divorce has got to happen. And that's the one who came to the table with, I want a divorce. You can take that to the bank, by the way, that's a chewing the fat bank. I mean, the other big divorce, Kim and Kanye, uh, not worth as much as the Gates divorce. I mean, there's only a, you know, 
two or three billion involved in that divorce. But uh, I guess they, I don't know where they're at now on their ride. I haven't quite caught the Kim Kardashian final season of keeping up with the Kardashians to let me in on it. But the last I read was that they have agreed to join custody with the kids. Although uh, I don't know that Kim lets Kanye be with the kids alone. Although, I mean, the, you know, the helpers, <laughs> it's tough to be alone uh in the uh kanye kim world because they both travel with uh they both travel heavy i guess that's the way you'd call it so uh we'll we'll get the latest on uh, kim and kanye soon and i'll i'll let you know just thinking about another big divorce you know we talked about how uh marriages would fall apart during the pandemic because couples would get uh well they would get agonized with each other they realized that uh you know when they had to stay at home especially during the lockdown that they would realize "Ooh, yeah no we do not want to be together anymore and that is holding true with everyone right now i don't know that you know bill and melinda uh, you know, <laughs> even if they're locked down, they're not, they don't have to see each other. Their house is a little big. You know what I'm saying? 66,000 square feet. <laughs> so I don't know. You don't have to spend a lot of time seeing each other when you're inside the 66,000 square feet home, seven bedrooms, 18. This story says 18.75 bathrooms. What's the Seven seventy-fifth of the bathroom. I'm not quite sure uh, I know what size bathroom that is. <laughs> it took, uh, I think, seven years to build the home. It's got, uh, you know, high-tech sensor systems and monitor rooms, climate and lighting changes. I mean, that's a beautiful place. So, I mean, I guess that uh, they'll be okay. Even if they divorce, they could still live in the place and not see each other for a while. So we'll see who comes out on top on that deal. So I've come to a big conclusion in my life that I'm going to have to purchase one or two more Raycon headphones. <laughs> Earpieces. I know, I know. I mean, I've every time I want to use them, my daughter has them. I bought a pair. I love them. I love them. I love the way they fit. I love the way they sound. Uh, everything. I love everything about them. But I don't love having to ask my daughter, hey, where's my headphones? And so she has to run up to her bedroom and she has to get them. Now, fortunately, the Raycons, you know, keep a charge for a long time. Uh, according to them, 24-hour battery life. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. A huge fan. But. I need to have more than one pair because, you know, uh, whether it's for work or play, uh, you know, it's summertime. So I don't know what we're going to do this summer, if we're going to travel, where we're going to go, but you're going to take your headphones with you, right? You're going, you have to, that's part of life these days. And so they may as well be Raycons. Look, they look great. They feel even better. They come in a range of really cool colors and they have custom, customizable. I can't say that word customizable. Uh, they just, you know, you have gel tips that you can make fit your ear perfectly and they're so comfortable. I, I, I really do. I, I love putting them in and I forget I have them in and it's just, I'm, I'm busy just listening to stuff all the time. It's what I do. I'm sure it's what you do as well, especially 
when you're at home and uh, other things and so much things so many things are going on and you just sometimes you just want to you go sit outside and you have your headphones on and you're outside yet you're all alone oh my gosh it's perfect <laughs> so any and if you're you know you have to have more than one pair hello otherwise they're busy looking for it all the time so they're built to go anywhere and they're quick and seamless bluetooth pairing and uh they have the little compact charging case and it's got a 24-hour battery life which makes it really good when your daughter is using them upstairs and has to bring them back down to you but why do that if you buy a pair and despair right that's right right now raycon is offering 15 percent off all their products to listeners of chewing the fat 15 percent off all you got to do to get it is go to buyraycon.com slash jeffy that's b-u-y raycon r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash jeffy j-e-f-f-y buyraycon.com slash jeffy you're gonna get 15 percent off your entire raycon order that is such a good deal and it's more of a reason for you to grab a pair and a spare like i said earlier 15 percent off at buyraycon.com slash jeffy buyraycon.com slash jeffy okay i have uh i rarely i rarely <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Okay, I really don't. I, I was so angry last night. I watched a video, and I actually I tweeted about it. And my tweet was that uh, the planet would be better without her on it. And this police officer is a is a hero. So I see a video, and I find out that it's body camera footage from a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy during a traffic stop. Now, I, obviously, I knew it was a traffic stop, and the woman is is just absolutely agonizing i wanted the police officer to just drag her out of the car and pummel her and i don't know that there's actually a court in the land that would uh, attempt to try him over it but in today's world i don't know but this guy is a hero okay so he pulls a lady over and i'm going to play the audio for you and uh you're going to hear the uh, interaction between the officer and the lady who got pulled over. Now the video has her blurred out, which is a good move on their part because harm would come to her somehow. And I don't want, I really don't want harm to come to her. I want someone to just, you know, shake her and say, what are you doing? Don't you know what you're talking about? Cause she obviously doesn't, but she gets pulled over because she is holding up her phone. Now, it's, you know, not, she's not supposed to use your phone while driving in, I guess, Los Angeles County. I guess that's the law there or wherever city she's in, in Los Angeles County, because she goes on to say, I, I'm not, I wasn't talking on my phone. I wasn't texting, but she was, you know, you'll find out in the, in the audio that she was using her phone now on top of which, and I don't know if I can make it through the whole thing because on top of which, she doesn't have her driver's license with her. So then, uh, not only that, does she doesn't have her driver's license with her. The police officer lets her off the hook by saying, do you have a copy? Do you have a picture of it? Which she does on her phone. So he's going to let her off on that. I don't know that that's even legal, really. I mean, he could probably, you know, could have arrested her for that, which I would have been fine with. But uh, she's taking her kids somewhere. So her child is in the car with her. Ah, oh, oh, I was just so angry 
watching and listening to this video now i'm going to play it for you and i don't know that i can make it through the whole thing without commenting i just i want you to experience it for yourself okay i just want you to i shouldn't even have explained it uh, i should have just let you experience it for yourself so just you know sit back and experience this it's a couple minutes long but it's worth the time and effort Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing you me? You are correct. I pulled you over because... because you're a murderer. Because oh, my gosh. I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell phone while you're recording. You. Can you take much? I can't record you. It's at my apartment. Which your oh. apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you have a, Do you have your driver's license? I it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And, and she can looks you call your supervisor, please. I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Oh my gosh. Huh. So you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment. No. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was. I can. I wasn't. Didn't oh. texting oh. or none of that. Do you have? And you, had you scared me and made me think you were gonna murder me. Okay, well, sorry, you feel that way. Well, you're. That's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. Oh my gosh. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Again? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal. And yeah. I'm a teacher. No, you're not. So there. And a teacher. You're a murderer. the supervisor for him being a mexican racist what is that name gas on the citation ma'am here you go mexican racist you're always going to be a mexican you'll never be white you know that right you'll never be white which is what you really want to be you, you want to be dear. white Thank have you, a good day you want to be white so bad and she's still hollering at him as he walks away i wanted nothing i feel terrible about myself about all of it because it's agonizing if someone i mean someone has to know who this lady is right i mean if you here you can quote me on this if you know who this lady is you know who this lady is right you know it she's driving a mercedes first of all you jealous no i'd like to know if it's your vehicle he doesn't even ask for any kind of uh, vehicle registration or insurance she he pulls her over because she's driving you know holding up her phone at him which obviously is illegal because you're not supposed to use your phone while driving it doesn't matter whether you were talking or texting you don't i just was so angry and i still i listened i've watched that video multiple times and i played it for you and if you want to see the actual video with the audio you can you know go to my twitter account at jeffy jfr uh, I, I may just retweet it again today just to get it out there. 
um, again because this police officer is a hero for not dragging this woman out of her car. Hero. Hero for not dragging this woman out of her car. It is unbelievable to me that this is this is exactly who they claim you and I are. They claim that you and I are this person. And I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, I am not that person. And it is agonizing that these people join us on this planet. I mean, if, if I could, I would let her get on a spaceship and go, just get out of here, go, go to whatever planet you choose. Oh, you're probably not going to make it back. Boy, that would be a real shame, wouldn't it? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink, and I may need more than just a relaxing soda after hearing that audio. That lady, oh, agonizing. (sighs) Agonizing. So, last week we talked about how in Virginia they are delivering Girl Scout cookies with drones. Now, today, I see a story where Kroger, which is a big supermarket chain right here in my neck of the woods, is now delivering groceries via drones in Ohio. What? Why is this happening in Ohio and not here in DFW, in Fort Worth in particular? So the pilot program is going to allow customers in Cincinnati and Monroe to receive grocery packages by drone at locations set up on their smartphones. So the autonomous drones will be, they're going to be uh, manufactured by a local delivery business under Drone Express, which is a branch of Telegrid Technologies, which is headquartered in New Jersey. The drones have unlimited potential to improve everyday life and our technology opens the way to safe, secure, and environmentally friendly deliveries for Kroger customers. If you thought that was me, you'd be wrong. That was Beth Flippo, Telgrid's chief technology officer. (laughs) The possibilities for customers are endless. We can enable Kroger customers to send chicken soup to a sick friend or get fast delivery of olive oil if they run out while cooking dinner. The deliveries will not be limited to someone's home location, allowing a customer to get products delivered anywhere, such as sunscreen at the beach or supplies for a backyard cookout. Boy, nothing says the beach like Cincinnati, Ohio. When you think of Cincinnati, Ohio, you think of beaches, don't you? (laughs) Why is this not happening in Dallas, Fort Worth? How come I can't get a drone delivery to my home? This is not America anymore if this doesn't happen in DFW. Kroger is in the process of designing, uh, you know, bundled product offerings with, with that fit within five pounds, the typical weight limit for drone delivery. So that's kind of cool. And you'll be able to get it maybe within 15 minutes. So, I mean, that is kind of cool, actually. So they'll have like you could if you have their drone app. I'm guessing that you'd be able, if I was someone that was in charge of Kroger drone delivery, uh, you know, call me, I would say that, you know, you should be able to order like a, you know, almost like a McDonald's fast meal, or I mean, uh, you know, drive through, uh, meal, 
right? So it'd be uh, number one, number two, number three, number four. So, you know, keep it within that five pound limit. So you get a number one and that's, uh, you know, a box of cereal, you know, milk, whatever the case is, you know, half gallon of milk, whatever the case is that keeps it under five pounds, but you have certain order products in underneath a particular number, you know, so it makes it easier to load because now you've got people loading for takeout and delivery and now you have people loading for drone delivery packages right so i mean we're creating jobs uh, computers ai creating jobs for humans for now uh i guess walmart has been trying out drone deliveries uh also in uh north carolina and arizona what is going on why is this not happening here in dallas fort worth we have we have huge outlets for amazon and for kroger right i mean there's a kroger warehouse not far from my home what are we talking about why is there not drone deliveries from there are you kidding me there's an empty building next to the kroger warehouse that's been sitting there collecting dust that's where the drone deliveries should be that's where they started from. It should be their robotic food delivery program right there in that building. I mean, come on. Now, they're talking about uh, contact delivery for some of these stores so you would come up and, you know, would bring out the. I don't want drones. I don't want to have to drive to the place. Okay? I don't want to have to drive to the place and then have a drone fly it out to my car. No. If you're going to fly it to me, fly it to me to my house. That's what I want. So this, <laughs> it's coming, man. And it's not only coming, it's here. <laughs> Just like chewing the fat. If you're listening to this program right now, it's already here. You need to become a subscriber to this podcast. If you're listening and you're not a subscriber, what are you doing with your life? Turn your life around and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. You can choose whatever platform you're listening to on now on your friend's phone or your friend's device, or you can choose one that you prefer. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever your little heart desires. There's a plethora of platforms out there. Whatever one warms the cockles of your heart, that's the one you need to use. But most importantly, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Okay, so I see a headline. Groom almost marries wrong bride on wedding day due to GPS error. And I thought, I mean, that's an interesting story. And yes, I'll read it. So then I read it. The headline is a lie. (laughs) I mean, he goes to a different venue due to a GPS error. But the venue, the people were having a, he was to get married. And he had his whole crowd with him. And he goes, uh, they were going to get married in uh, Megalang, a city in central Java in Indonesia, which is beautiful this time of year. But it sent him to a different venue. Now, he was getting married. Now, the venue they sent them to was having a big event. It was a wedding event. But it was an engagement ceremony. It wasn't a wedding. And... uh, they walked in and they, you know, they were late and the whole family was there. And so they took the pictures and then they showed the pictures to the bride who was in another part of the, of the venue getting ready the pictures. And she was like, uh, I don't know them. And then they sat down and they realized we don't know any of these people. And so they picked up their stuff and they went to the other venue. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really almost marry another lady. 
<laughs> or another bride. I'm sorry. That's just me thinking that the bride would have to be a female. But uh, it's just a, a misleading headline to get me to read it and click on it. And it worked. So I guess there was a, you know, the GPS problem was that it was a small area and Google Maps just sent them to the village. And then they saw it wasn't necessarily Google Maps problem. It was they sent them to the village and it was small. So they said, oh, hey, there's a venue with an event going on. We'll go in there. That's not Google Maps problem. But anyway, (laughs) it still worked and I. I read the story. I, I'm sure that Google Maps worked fine. Although then I see a story talking about the semiconductor shortage. We've talked about the chip shortage. You know, I mean, it's it's actually happening. I thought it was uh, more of a farce, and I don't know that I still believe that it's act. There's actually a shortage. Do I believe that companies are reacting to a shortage? Yes. Is there a shortage? Mm. I mean, is there an actual shortage? I have to believe that these companies are. Uh, you know, I, I now I kind of guess I believe that there is a shortage because I thought maybe it was just a conspiracy theory, you know, keeping chips to themselves, hoarding it over there in that wonderful country of China. But uh, but now it's affecting the dog washing industry. I know, I know. You'd think uh, you need a little soap, a little water, and, uh, you know, a dirty dog, and you're good, but no. So they have a story about this uh, CCSI International, which is a company out of Illinois that makes these dog washing places. You know, so again, I haven't seen them, and I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a dog where I go to dog parks all the time, but I guess they have these pet washing places right they're like a walk-in pet wash place it's a (laughs) so you go in you put your money in and you hose the dog off and soap him up and dry him off and then you go back home i mean the one they show in the picture says the bark park and wash but now this runs with computer chips just like almost everything else in today's world and it has a circuit board and they supply the usual chips and they're not available so they had to, you know, now they're starting to tweak their circuit boards. They're they're using a different chip that was a larger chip that has to be specially fit into their circuit boards. But now those are the shortage of those because everything else is short. So everybody is searching the world for these chips. And the shortages, I guess, are going to drag on for quite a while. I mean railways are complaining they have fewer automobiles to haul around because yeah the chip supply is tightening i mean people are spending their days trying to get semiconductors to operate dashboard displays airbags navigation systems computers cell phones smart toasters washing machines doorbells i mean it's incredible so we don't know what's happening i guess because of the you know they're blaming it on the pandemic so they're saying that uh yeah you know it costs about 10 billion dollars for a plant to ramp up and make these new chips and there's only a handful of companies worldwide that have been willing to make them so that leaves lower tech chips that you know are run the dog washing booths and car parts and other goods but they are in short supply so if we can't get the chips 
to do our washing machines and our car washes and whatever else we have that are is computer oriented that's going to be a problem you can quote me on that that is going to be a problem one of the most interesting things i found in this entire story about the computer chips and the dog washing uh, machines and it's, it's like a walk-in shower you know so these electronic dog washing booths but in the story it says that uh the machines are hit with dog park manager are a big hit with dog park managers and the u.s military which buys them for use on its bases so it's a showering machine i'm guessing the u.s military i know they have some dogs but they're not using those on their bases are they they've got to be that's what these that's what our soldiers are using to shower in which would be you know i'm sure it, it may or may not say dog wash shower at the, at the military base but that's what the military is showering in and if they can't get the chips for that now our guys aren't even going to be able to shower the world has gone to hell and without semiconductors and computer chips uh, we are uh, we are going deeper into hell and if i can't get my dog washed what the heck Speaking of dogs, too, a question that I have is, how do you get someone to adopt a dog at an adoption center? Well, I have an idea for you. You can give it a name and then get a story run because the name is so horrible and then the dog will get adopted. So there's a big story here that says that this adoption shelter gave this dog the worst name ever. So they named the dog covid and it angered the animal advocates who said the moniker is insulting and would decrease the chances the pup has at getting adopted. Now, maybe I agree with that. Maybe. But now you have a story talking about this particular American Stratfordshire. What is it? A Stratfordshire and Terrier mix. And it's at the Amarillo Animal Management and Welfare Pound in Northwest Texas where they say about 20 to 25 percent of the animals are regularly euthanized now these dogs need everything to help them get adopted oh do they thank you new york-based animal advocate but i'm just telling you that once you name this animal covid and do a story about how terrible his name is this dog is adopted this story is from yesterday i guarantee you this dog is adopted already guaranteed just trust me he's already been adopted Another headline that, uh, well, I don't know that it's misleading, but it definitely made me click on the story. Uh, Kevin Costner's Field of Dreams tractor sells in auction for a staggering price tag. Now, A, I'm clicking on that because of Kevin Costner. And B, I mean, Field of Dreams was, you know, a classic movie. And a tractor, hello, a tractor. I grew up with tractors and I'm, you know, a huge John Deere fan. And that's exactly what tractor it was. It was a 1977 John deer model 2640 tractor used in the film so they usually in today's world you could probably get a 77 john deere model 2640 tractor we'll get you into this one right here for about eight thousand okay <laughs> anywhere actually between i think seven and twelve thousand is what they go for now this one was auctioned off for sixty four thousand dollars now is that a staggering price for that tractor 
I mean, I would say over 100000 would be a staggering price. But, you know, it got me to click on the story. So it sold for $64,000. And I'm a fan of the John Deere guy that said, look, um, this is a great tractor as is, okay? And uh, if, if that, that, bad, that bad boy is uh, a working tractor, it's worth the money. And I'm a fan of John Deere. In fact, I my the tractor that I used to ride on when I was a little kid, my uncle would be out, uh, you know, plowing or tilling the field, and I would ride the tractor with him, and I would fall asleep, I'd take my nap with my uncle, uh, you know, I'd be in his lap as a little kid on the tractor. His John Deere was a, I think it was like one of the ninth, I don't know, the five thirty tractors or whatever. It was, you know, the front wheels were closer together. They weren't wide apart like this particular <laughs> Field of Dreams tractor. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I'm a fan of John Deere. In fact, there's a picture of me somewhere riding. I had a little, I had a little John Deere toy pedal tractor when I was a real little kid. I used to ride it around in the basement and stuff. Just a rare, you know, a little glimpse into the Jeffy childhood on his tractor and i see where there's a bentley queen elizabeth used for a couple of years go uh, going up for auction they're saying two hundred and fifty thousand. come on now she could do better than that you kidding me the queen elizabeth bentley it's got a couple thousand miles on it it's got the benarto green exterior paintwork <laughs> with twine mane hide and complemented further by burr walnut veneers to its trim and also the door panels. The vehicle would make an exceptional addition to any collection and is extremely rare to find a car with such province and history, especially when related to our longest reigning monarch. So it uh, it's going. Uh, they're saying it's going to start off for uh, about 250000 I'm guessing it's got to go for more than that, right? We got This thing's got to go for more than 250000 I mean, from 2013 to 2015, the Queen wrote it, and then it was decommissioned. Eh, eh. It was set off in the junkyard. After you ride in a car a few times in a couple of years, yeah, it's got to go to the dump. Or the auction. Once again, we have to hear about eating bugs. So the EU has approved the sale of mealworm for human consumption, and they say consumption they don't mean you know tuberculosis consumption but they mean you know eating consumption so apparently (laughs) the next culinary delight is going to be frog legs rolled in worm flour man does that sound good Dried yellow mealworm can now be sold across the 27-nation block after the decision from the EU and the food safety assessment on the European Commission. Yay! Man, I hope that gets here quick. I hope that gets here quick. EU officials suggested it could be used as a protein boost for cookies, pasta, or baked goods as they try to reassure fussy eaters that you don't worry about it. Millions of people around the world eat insects every day. Yeah, and they keep trying to put it on us. Every every 
three, four months, quarterly, we hear about, oh, bugs. We've got to eat bugs. Bugs is a large source of protein. Bugs. People are eating bugs all over the world. The market for edible insects is going to reach billions of dollars in the next few years. Eat bugs. No, I don't want to. Now, if you can cook me up something, you know, maybe a, (laughs) you know, maybe a hot dog wrapped in yellow mealworm. Now, maybe we're talking a little Heinz ketchup. Now, there's nothing. Just don't tell me. Don't tell me it's, you know, cooked in mealworm flour. Just serve it to me and say, try this. It'll be really, really good. After this, they're going to be all over the place. Man, you know they are. Apparently, they have at least 11 other insect foods that are waiting for food safety evaluations from the EU. Now, you know, of course, well, these are really good. Crickets and grasshoppers. Yeah, man, there's nothing like crickets and grasshoppers. And I got to tell you, I am so looking forward to eating something deep fried in mealworm flour that I cannot tell you. (laughs) Right? Okay. Thank you. Because there is nothing I want more right now than some mealworm flour. (sighs) I want some, you know, I want some really tasty fish or something dipped in mealworm flour. Man, does it sound good right now? I know. I know. The UN has been all over this. I mean, I told you, they show up every few months promoting their bug stuff, and now the EU has okayed some of its use. They've let it in the door. They've let them in the door. And now we're not going to be able to get rid of them. Ugh. My gosh. No, I don't want to eat bugs. And you can quote me on that. I don't want to eat bugs. I don't want the protein boost in my cookies and my pasta or baked goods. Don't try to reassure me that it's okay. And people, millions of people eat bugs all over the world. And it's a friendly alternative to cattle and other sources of protein. No! No, thank you. No, thank you. Did you, on another note, did you see where the Alaska couple had their house raided by the FBI? And the only reason that their house was raided was because they were at the January 6th protest. And they never went inside the building, according to them. But the FBI, looking for Nancy Pelosi's laptop, uh, apparently handcuffed this couple, separated them, and interrogated them for three hours. For three hours. Apparently, uh, the husband, Paul, walks out of the couple's bedroom on a nine, at 9 a.m. Uh, and uh, there's guns pointing at him and his wife. Oh, hey, uh, good morning. So they were handcuffed, separated, like I said, interrogated for three hours. It appears that they were interested in Marilyn, the wife, whom they presented with a photo of another woman who was wearing a similar coat as the one that she was wearing on January 6th and had a similar hairstyle. Um, Both told the agents, um, that's not my wife. And she said, of course, that's not me. So they don't know who she was. And she said, uh, (laughs) 
uh, Marilyn, that's an ugly sweater. Uh, I would never be seen in something like that. <laughs> and Paul said my wife is much better looking than that. So there you go. So they said that they were looking for Nancy's laptop, and they don't. They just we decided, you know, look, we you were there, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna come and interrogate you. Apparently, they seized, they took their laptops and cell phones, and they have not been charged with a crime. This kind of thing. I mean, this is. This uh, does not make America look good. I'll tell you that. I don't care if it was. I know the January 6th siege on the Capitol was the worst thing that could ever be imagined in our lifetime. But my gosh, man, this is not a good way to go about things. And we're just going to start breaking into people's homes under the auspice of all oh, we're looking for uh, our speaker of the house's laptop and you were there and so we're going to question you and handcuff you and separate you and take all your all your equipment and we'll you know we'll go, you'll be thankful that we walked out of here with all your stuff and didn't arrest you um no <laughs> uh yeah this couple needs to get an attorney and find out WTF. I mean, we're just going through uh, Higgly Piggly now, right? I mean, they already identified another woman that they thought took Pelosi's laptop and they interrogated her because they thought she was, she took it with the intention of selling it to Russia's foreign intelligence service. Really? Okay. And uh, she never had it. Uh, They searched her place. And uh, it's unclear whether Pelosi's laptop was ever in her possession at all. Uh, Well, apparently not, since they're raiding and interrogating other people that they believe have it. So the first lady couldn't have ever had it, right? I mean, that's just an assumption on my part, I know. Sorry. All right, good news on the COVID-19 front, at least good news in some eyes. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration is expected to authorize Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for youngsters ages 12 to 15 by next week. Yay! So they can set up the shots for many before beginning the next school year. Yay! I mean, that is such good news right because we want to be able to get everybody vaccinated <laughs> uh you know sure sure the, the the pandemic is still going on and sure you know it doesn't affect young people as much as older people but let's all get vaccinated shall we i mean we're all not india right now right i mean india's on fire brazil we covered this on a previous podcast but uh, I do love the quote from the uh, author, uh, Arantahati Roy, who wrote about India's COVID-19 crisis. As he put it, it's as if there's an invisible UFO parked in our skies, sucking the air out of our lungs. An air raid of a kind we've never known. That's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> that does not, uh, does not bode well for uh, COVID-19 in India at all. And, you know, we've talked about uh, economic indicators. I've told you that uh, my economic indicator, and it still holds true, right? I read a funny economic indicator that said, uh, you know, L.L. Bean, 
Uh, pants with buttons and zippers are now outselling pants with drawstrings or elastic weight waistbands. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was according to Wall Street Journal. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, you know, maybe people are trying to realize that they're not going to be—they're uh, going to have to actually go out into the world again. But uh, you know, they're saying that uh, they made a joke of that. Uh, you know, economic indicators are everywhere, but my economic indicator, uh, I believe, still holds true, and that is, uh, I see more cars broken down on the side of the road. And you know, obviously, you're going to have to pay a lot because a lot of them are probably broken down because of some sort of chip, and we have a chip shortage. So good luck getting it fixed, but uh, and getting it fixed for a reasonable price for sure. But more cars are broken down on the side of the road. And that says to me that people are not doing things to keep their cars up. You need to do regular maintenance on upkeep. And I think that people are blowing it off. They don't have extra money. I know that we're all supposed to have all this extra cash from uh, the pandemic that they claim we got all this money and everybody's got all this money in the bank and we're just spending, uh, you know, we're going out going crazy. So inflation is just absolutely going to go through the roof. And it is. Prices are going up. You and I both know that. Just walk down the aisles of the grocery store and you'll see those inflation prices. But I'm telling you that the economy is still not strong and it's getting worse because of the chewing the fat. Jeff Fisher, economic indicator of more cars uh, I see broken down along the side of the interstate. Look, I'm not an economist. I'm just telling you what I see. (laughs) 